I'm Tom Morello, host of Maximum Firepower, a weekly podcast focusing on the music, the moments, and the movements that have shaped my worldview and left an indelible mark on me as an artist and activist. Correct with Maximum Firepower. You and me. This is Tom Morello's Maximum Firepower. I'm Tom Morello, and this is Maximum Firepower. My guest today is the Ike Riley clan. My good buddy, folk and rock troubadour, Midwestern poet of the people, Ike Riley and fellow Libertyville Wildcat, is here with me and his sons, and this is a I can't wait for them to tell you the story because Ike and I have been friends for a long time. He's made great records for decades that you haven't heard, but you should look them up now and begin listening to them because they are great. But he and his sons are about to go out on tour together in a Partridge family-like experience that uh, (laughs) is going to set the Midwest ablaze. How's that for putting the ball on the tee? I think that's pretty accurate. You know, uh, they're going to be joining my longtime band, The Assassination. It's going to be... Uh, as dysfunctional and peculiar as any band in America. <laughs> we wouldn't expect anything less. So, so let's just give some people some context and some reason why they should pay any attention to you or your sons going out on this tour to begin with. Ike Riley and I come from a small town north of Chicago called Libertyville, Illinois. It's a town that is known mostly for its Buick dealership and from a amazing sort of cast of characters who have been born there or grown up there. They include Marlon Brando, Adam Jones of Tool, Maureen Herman from the band Babes in Toyland, Adlai Stevenson, an old-time politician who you probably don't know, Brett Butler, all-star center fielder for the Dodgers, Philippa Sue, the female lead in Hamilton, Gwen Raleigh, I'm not sure what her married name is, but she is the COO of SpaceX, Tom Justice, the choir boy bandit, a famous bank robber, who I once had a crush on his sister, who robbed 40 banks, and several other Broadway mainstays. And top of the list, Ike Riley. What's in the water, Ike? Well, I don't know. You know, the one thing that those people all have in common with you is they fled this community. (laughs) I'm shackled to it, as you know. And uh, it's a town... It's representative of everything that's great in America and everything that's terrible in America, just like anywhere. You know, I always wanted to leave and then uh, I fell in love early and raised my family here. And it's a place where I've worked. I never admitted it until recently, but my uh, tenure here has influenced probably everything I've written since the day I started writing. I'm fortunate enough to get around the world a little bit, but certainly it's hard to shake what you see every day, you mm. know, from the writing process, I guess. You said that it's everything great and everything horrible about the United States of America. Tell, give me a bit of a checklist on each of those columns there, what well, Liberty you know, brings to the table. It's idyllic. You feel a part of a community, uh, and yet it's got piety that I find disturbing, you know, and and it's super right wing. And, you know, some people find that appealing. I'm not one of them, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wish the town, and it is becoming better and better. You know, the more inclusive it could be uh, is, you know, what I aspire to for our town. I mean, you were here as the first, number one. I I was patient zero. 
of people, pe- people of color in Libertyville, and, <laughs> and, and yet, you know, we had a Black Lives Matter rally here this summer, which I found to be startling and inspirational, and also polarizing. You know, because mm-hmm. you really see what side of the fence people are on, and sometimes those people were people that maybe you respected or liked. And those lines are drawn for me a long time ago. You got to be on the side that includes everybody. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna bring that up later, but we might as well do it now because I was actually text. First of all, hi Mickey, hi Shane, hi Kevin. The, the three handsome Riley sons are here. I've known these kids since they were like little kids, and it's so great to see them sort of blossoming as first soccer stars and now moving on in life as uh, poets and troubadours in their own right. But Mickey and I were actually texting during the the fact that there was a Black Lives Matter rally in Libertyville, Illinois. Now this is a town where you know there was once a noose in my family's garage. There was you know a, a cross burned on another family's lawn. The my mom, who's a teacher at the at uh, Libertyville High School, had like. KKK propaganda like put on her chalkboard. So Mickey, you were at the Liberty. So so to see hundreds of residents of this small town listening to speeches given by a local imam from a uh, Muslim community, from people from the some of the surrounding African American communities, sort of speaking, and there being like a real sensitivity and and a march down Milwaukee Avenue. You know, afterwards, Mickey, what was that like? Like it felt like you were moved by that experience. Yeah, that was my first experience ever, let alone just in Libertyville. And it was it was crazy. I mean, with the pandemic and there wasn't a lot of my friends there. I was, you know, I was like, okay, that's how it is though. But I was there with my girlfriend and my family and it it was weird, you know, in the town of Libertyville. But it it made me happy because I was like, all right, I still have hope for this town because I don't know where I want to live when I want to grow up and everything, but probably knowing it'll be Libertyville. I mean, it was it was great. And there's people I've never seen before. Even my graduating class, there's not, there's no diversity, you know? It's like, it's just how it is. But to see all those people coming together and I mean, it changed my whole way. I see life and it, it was, and I texted you because I, I don't remember exactly what we talked about, but I texted you because, you know, you were the first one and... I thought you were a little torn because so many of your friends weren't as passionate about it. And I believe you went to uh, the main man for inspiration when it comes to standing up for what you believe in. Didn't you feel some animosity or, or kind of a weirdness from people you were around a lot that weren't participating in that? Yeah, exactly. And I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I gotta won't. tell you, I gotta tell you, Mickey, I was proud of you, man. And like, I could, I could feel like it was the first time you had been to any sort of event or protest, and and it felt like it was very, very meaningful. You texted me at the time you said that it was life changing, and yeah, that, that exactly. the, yeah, and as you were said, I would show the video to my kids. You know, had been they've been to Milwaukee Avenue there. They're younger than you guys, but like of this big parade down the street of ninety eight percent white people with their Black Lives Matter signs in Libertyville, Illinois, it did feel, if not like a sea change, it did feel like that there were at least now contending forces in that town, you know, and that that felt good. So I want to talk, I want to talk for a second to, to Shane and Ke- so you guys are going to go on tour with your dad. That sounds horrible or great to you. <laughs> the the ongoing joke is that we've broken up and gotten back together more times than any band ever. So <laughs> I, I would expect a, a, a few more of those in the next month or so. But I, yeah. I think we're looking forward to it. A lot of fun, a lot of shenanigans. And we have some experience behind our 
our belt with the uh the live streams and a few live shows so i'm excited yeah so 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 kevin tell me what like this the one thing that the riley family does is which is spectacular is there's regular saturday night kind of living room nannies where you know led by the patriarch of ike riley and sort of brings in different family members and whatnot to like sing his songs sing cover songs it's about his wholesome and great a musical kind of moment as you can want so tell me what's your take on that and how did he rope you into doing it? Given the pandemic, we um, were all stuck together in, in quarantine. And I guess if you put two and two together, you got some musicians and a man who needs to uh, keep doing what he does, make music and entertain. And uh, so we just started singing songs and figured we might as well stream it. And it's a very uh, it's, it's a roller coaster of a time. We've had a lot of ups and downs within this whole process of of the quarantine shows, but I'd say the overall outcome's been good. I think we reached out to a lot of people and kind of gave people a sense of hope and uh, inspiration that we're going to get through this pandemic. And it brought a new uh, a new following to to Ike Riley. And are, are those shows archived? Can people like, is there some, you can just say where they're at. Are they one, they're one and done. They're like Australian Aboriginal sand art. They're just. Well, <laughs> well, I'm keeping I, it with I, all the, with all the other things I've done that nobody will hear in a little time <laughs> capsule. <laughs> now, we've saved them, but they're, they're going to be used in some very capitalistic venture. I hope Good. before I die. <laughs> good, 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 good. The the box set. Well, the, as I said before, these guys are heading out on tour across. The, and when does the tour start? When and where does the tour start? So people can know that. We we start in St. Louis on November 12th. And uh, we go all through the Midwest, some of the most glamorous places, Fort Wayne, <laughs> Indianapolis. And we end up at the First Avenue in Minneapolis, which will be our like 18th Thanksgiving Eve in a row. But I don't have all the dates, but if you go to the com tour uh, you can get them but it's going to be really it'll be cool you know it's i'm bringing this my longtime band and then these guys will pepper the show with solo performances shane's going to play one of the songs off a record that he'll have coming out next year and it'll be kind of a folk punk review revival with uh whiskey and marijuana peppered in behind my back <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm sure that your fans would have it no other way. I'm Tom Morello, and this is Maximum Firepower. My guest today is the Ike Riley clan. Um, a, a little known sort of hidden Libertyville fact is, Ike, that your wife, who I don't know that you guys were dating yet, but hired me for my first ever gig as a the band that I was in um, in junior high where i was the singer i was not the guitar player it was before my voice had changed so i could hit all of the robert plant baby baby babies <laughs> and she hired us to play the highland junior high graduation party in her family's garage or by the on the back porch there uh, yep. did you did you attend that gig and did you see me with my shirt unbuttoned to the navel well i was 30 then uh, <laughs> all i know is so yes if, you were there yes you were there i was there you know in the woods looking at all the girls uh, uh i was not there i am older you know but i think it's funny she must just kick herself that she picked the wrong horse in the libertyville rock and roll pool <laughs> 
I well, we know she does. We know she loves you, Tom. Yeah, yeah. But she's but, confided that a number of times. Like she confided that through the the good time. You know, I look at Mickey sometimes, and I wonder. You know, if you if you a b Mickey and Roman. Oh you my know, gosh! Yeah, that's that's funny. That's but funny. yeah, I think it's one of the greatest uh, Libertyville rock and roll stories of all time. You know. And I never believed her. You you confirmed it for me. Yeah, but yeah. No, yeah. so I mean, you guys have known each other since you were little little kids. That's correct. Yeah, she was she was from the cooler side of the tracks. But I uh, I was in this band called Nebula, where I was just kind of they. I had a big afro and a little bit of a, a sort of an unusual look and an unusual attitude. They're like, well, that's. That's sort of lead singer material. <laughs> and I loved Led Zeppelin. When I, but I, I played only two gigs with the band before they kicked me out. I had LSD, lead singer disease, as a 13-year-old. I was horrible. I was a whore. I was horrible. And just an awful band member from like day from day one. I remember they came to the door, the guitarist, Eric Peterson, came to the door of my mom's house, like with my share of the money from that show. I don't know, it was like $14 or whatever. And he came to, basically like, this is like, we're buying you out of the contract. Here it is. You're no... <laughs> You're no longer in the band. Here's your 14 bucks. Thank you for your ser- service. <laughs> Kara told me, uh, actually, Kara's mom told me that uh, lovely Mary Morello, my teacher, your mother, did some pre-production by coming over and making sure it was going to be chaperoned. <laughs> Oh, okay. I didn't know that. But yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. All right. So one thing I did want to talk about is that you, uh, um, Dave Grohl and his mom recently did a show about like rock and roll, like musicians, mothers. And uh, my mom was in it and you were sort of chosen as the represent, like the hometown representative who spent some time with my mom as when she was a public high school teacher in Libertyville. And just give me your perspective on Mary Morell. Because I do, this is my podcast, but I do a show on on Lithium where my mom is kind of like the co-host. And I'm very accustomed to being the second most popular member of the Morello family, you know? So uh, I think it was even, it was true even at, at, certainly true at that time. But what was your take? Did you have my mom first? I, sh- a couple, I sure did. did. Yeah. yeah. And so what, what was her vibe and what was she like in that town as that teacher? First of all, not to be sappy, but I really loved her the minute I met her. She had the ability to take people who maybe weren't the most stellar students and make them interested and, you know, feel impassioned about learning. But, you know, she certainly is so non-judgmental, you know, in her life. But as a, as a student, you felt like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm as good as the kid on the National Honor Society. And she spoke to me in a way that really, you know, inspired me to learn. But also, I mean, she was teaching a very radical ideology i think in her in whatever her class was called i'm not sure if i had, she had, wor- had- she had wor- yeah, world history and she had she was, at one point she was teaching like five african studies classes in libertyville high school which was crazy yeah. well it's funny my brother <clears throat> who's graduated in high school in 1971 and took african studies mm. and was totally uh moved by her as well so as a teacher it was she was great but then i got to know her even a, a lot because we both stayed in town and, you know, I think I knew her better than I knew you, you know, prior yeah, to yeah, 1999, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and uh, her reputation is like, talk about an independent woman and somebody not to be fucked with. She's not frightening, but, you know, she's somebody that it, you're, she's, you're not going to push her around about anything. 
And I think that strength, you know, especially in somebody that's so kind, it's a dichotomy that I've always enjoyed about her, you know? Yeah. And I know you've, you've seen it a lot. I mean, you two together, that's a whole other thing. That, <laughs> you know, that's a sitcom that should have happened. It is, it is. She you just know. turned not she just turned ninety-eight years old on October first and is doing well. She sends her regards. I'm actually recording, I'm in my studio now. So much like in Libertyville, I my studio I play music in my mom's basement. So it's like it's a <laughs> It's a complete full, she's up, which, and she will, and she, back then she used to comment on the, she had editorial comments about the material and she does to this day. Like, she'll one, like one thing about, I remember, I remember you guys were visiting once and we were, you were drinking a lot, Tom. I remember that <laughs> we were all drinking a lot. Mary was there. All the kids were there and we were back in that little garage bar. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I, yeah. and, and, and Mary had disappeared. And I remember Mickey was a little boy and about an hour later, out of the dark, we had kind of forgotten <laughs> where the hell the youngest kid and the oldest woman in the party was. And about an hour later, I think Mary might have just gotten a walker then. Which yeah, she, wasn't, she did. She just had a walker. Yeah, She yeah, wasn't yeah. happy about that. And I yeah. remember Mickey and Mary coming through the darkness <laughs> into the... I think we had the stones blasting and a lot of whiskey <laughs> and beer. And then they came through and we're like, whoa, they're joining the party. Now. Do you remember that, Mick? Yeah, she was, she was, she was like, look, she was like, you boys stop drinking. You boys stop drinking. Our, our wives were there too, though. So was... yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, so so I want to ask this of, of the kids because I've had this discussion with your dad. You know, who has a long, rich musical career, and that my one of my favorite quotes about about your dad is this. And this was some years ago. Rick Rubin was very. I forget what record it was that you put out. It was some record. That, that we're, we should talk in, in, more specifically about some of those records so people could check out the particular records that you're most proud of. But Rick Rubin was like, I was sitting at Rick's house and he's like, do you know this guy, Ike Rowley? I'm like, I know that guy, Ike Rowley. He's like from my town. He's like, I would sign him if he were 20 years younger. <laughs> I, was, I was like, that's what he said. That's what he said. That's what he said. Um, but I mean, the quality of the material that you've created over the course of a lifetime is, I mean, it's really in this day and age when people will sort of foolishly ask me, like, what is, like, how do I become successful? Like, what is success? I think there really is only one answer to that question, is that you love and believe in the music you make. The end. And whether you're playing that music, you know, in a basement for your family and friends, or whether you're playing it in a stadium in Argentina, that, like, if you don't have that, you don't have anything. And you've had that over the course of an entire career. And in addition to that, have this, like, I, one of my favorite things to do is to return home to... Libertyville, like with my family and to hang out with your family, like sort of the great family that you've raised, these great kids and your wonderful wife. And, and that's the scene that you have there in some ways, like that stands, it, it reminds me so much of the best things of Libertyville, but it also reminds me of like when someone who could have, should have, whatever, maybe left town stays there, they make the town better for who they are. You know what I mean? And in, we were one day, you and I were laughing, you were moaning about some sort of financial mishaps or, or some, 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 <laughs> some, something as, right. is, as is your want. And I was, and, and I reflected on the, um, the, the movie, It's a Wonderful Life, where at the end of it, it's like, he's the richest man in town. And in yeah. some ways, that's how I think you are. Anyway, that's all. That's all I got to say. The night, that's the last nice thing I'm ever going to say about your dad. So, so you kids, um, so you kids, like, what is your perspective? First of all, my my kids can't stand my music. Okay, you guys are going on tour with your dad to sing his music with him. That's that sounds like outrageous sort of 
What are you paying these guys? Like, tell me a little bit about <laughs> I mean, that, Riley boys. As I said, uh, I like you don't music. really have much of a choice. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But um, go ahead, Shane. A, a few things there. One, I, I agree with the richest man in town part. I, I can't go anywhere with him. He asks me all the time, hey, you want to go to the grocery store? It's like we get caught up for, you know, you live in the same place for 60 years. We get caught up talking to people and then the, the whole day is gone. But at the same time, <laughs> he's he's very generous with his with his time. And I totally admire that about him. And he hasn't compromised, getting back to your point earlier, he hasn't compromised his music at all, which is also very admirable. And then moving forward to to the tour, love the new record. I think it's sonically probably the most diverse record he's put out. There's kind of a song for everybody on there. And then his background singers aren't aren't too bad as well. And I think uh, I think we add another element that the people are going to really like. Yeah. And, and on stage too, it's like before it was this guy with his band. Now there's this family element that's a little yeah. more communal. That I think people really, especially during during the pandemic, when people could only maybe hang out with their family, it, it did add a sense of normalcy. And to bring that on on the road, it's going to be really really cool. Mickey. Kevin, you got any things yeah. to say? Which, what's your what's, yeah, what's your favorite record of your dad's? Honestly, the first one he ever put out, Salesman and Race, is my favorite album. Mm. It came out the year I was born, and I still listen to it, you know, almost daily, at least one song. And I don't know why that is, but first of all, can we go back to Roman and Rhodes not liking your music? Because Roman just oh. put out a song, and it sounds exactly yeah. like you. I know, yeah. <laughs> well, he won't admit he won't admit to it in public, probably. But yeah, they uh, they're not exactly cranking my jams. They're not exactly yeah. cranking One my thing, jams. He, he looks good. But he he has the hair, and you don't. So he's got. That's correct. That, That's correct. That when I when, when I was in Nebula, when I was in Nebula, I had the hair. That's when I was getting the local gigs. That's crazy though. I was. I remember that. Like I remember not even. It felt like. Two years ago, he couldn't even like walk, and now I know, <laughs> right, right, crazy right. guitar. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. for his future. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, and uh, and and Kevin, yeah. some um, some your what's your favorite record of your dad's, and sort of final thoughts on this tour, touring business. Given the circumstances of this last year and the pandemic, and being around for so much of the writing process and production of this latest record, I think I would say the latest record because the angels. Um, and I think, you know, going on tour and as Shane spoke about the, the quarantine shows, I think this record kind of hits home with a lot of people and is very relatable. Um, whether it's the love songs or the struggles with work or, you know, there's, there's a, a diverse, selection of of struggle and different you know things that happen in life and that everyone can relate to and i obviously i know i've been around um for a lot of my dad's life and it just hit home and i think that going on tour we're really gonna draw in some people that we haven't had in the past and a lot of families i feel like we're gonna see not only just individual people going but families that were stuck to de- together during this pandemic that are going to come out and finally get to see us perform live. And um, it's, it's going to be great. I mean, we're ready to, to give them everything we got. That's awesome. Well, everybody uh, who's listening to this, please check out, if you are in a Midwestern town, check the listings. Is there an IkeRiley.com? Is that where we, that's where we check it out? Check out all the dates on, yeah, on IkeRiley.com. And the new record is entitled? 
Because the angels. Because the angels, check it out. I uh, will be spinning jams on my uh, on my serious shows. Um, but thank you, Riley family. It is lovely to see you. I miss you guys. We haven't been back to the Morellas. Haven't been back to Libertyville in a while, and and you guys are always one of the highlights when we're there. So have a wonderful and safe tour out there. Have a great time, and I look forward to talking to you all again and seeing you in person. So check everybody out there. Check out Ike Riley and the Ike Riley family singers on That's tour it. and on Spotify. I should also say, you know, it's it's the uh, we're billed as the Ike Riley assassination. That's been my longtime band, and we've just added some assassins that have the last name Riley. So, but I could say I I have toured with Ike Riley across this great land in you know in in modest venues and whatnot, and we had uh, like some of my favorite touring experiences have been us kind of crossing the country and. And playing shows. So anyway, check it out, y'all. And thank you very much, Riley family. Say hi to Care, my my first concert promoter uh, back in the day. <laughs> uh, and until next time, everybody, take it easy, but take it. Let foes of justice tremble. This has been Tom Morello's Maximum Firepower. Hear this episode again or listen to past shows right now on the SiriusXM app. Search Maximum Firepower.